Hello, I'm Leah. Hi, I'm Vivian. And welcome to another episode of RT Pence. This week we're going to be discussing university experiences and life after uni as well. So let's get into it. So, going to university, I assumed a life of independence, a life of leisure, a life of busting it open, a life... I don't even really know what my life would look like, but I, I, university was always something that I knew I had to do as part of my life. How about you? I didn't get a choice with the university. Okay. There was a moment where I thought, oh, maybe I might do a gap year, but because my older brother lied about going to university (laughs) and then just ended up never going that was not an option for me I had to go and I wanted independence I just never liked being at home Mm. so for years and years and years I was like counting down like one day I'll get to go off to university and I can just leave and start on my own life and like you know do my own thing yeah so I was really really looking forward to it and again like with everything I had this really ideal image of what it would look like in my head. Mm. And it was an ideal image based on American University oh, yes. <laughs> films, <laughs> um, American University TV shows like The Greek, Hellcats, all of these sorts of things. I thought there'd be lots of partying, lots of making out with people, mm-hmm. lots of experimenting, yeah, lots of fun. You know, everybody says, oh, it's the best time of your life. Want better for yourself. (laughs) Aim higher. (laughs) Literally. I remember before I went to uni, everyone kept saying to me, university is the best time, it's the best time, it's the best time. And I kept waiting for this best time to arrive. Shocker, it never did. (laughs) The thing that I'll appreciate about university in terms of maybe it being kind of the best time of my life is the free time that you have. Yes. The time to just relax, explore. It's the closest that you'll get. Like, you'll basically have that and then when you retire. Yes. And that's that's your free time. Yeah, literally. I think now from a person that has finished university, but I'm not working, but let's assume I was working the reason why maybe people would say it's the best time of your life is because of the free time and the fact that you get to like drink all day, all night. You're around your friends all the time. You don't even have to really go to lectures if you don't want to. So maybe that all culminates with it being the best time of your life. But I didn't do any of those things anyway. So it just felt like an extension of the life that I had back in London, except now I had more independence, which I absolutely love to be fair. Yeah, it's definitely the first taste of independence that you really get. Yeah. And I feel like that first taste of independence mixed with a lack of, like a sheer lack of responsibility. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was just like a magical concoction. But yeah, the actual studying part of university, I was not here for it. Right. I am now an advocate for not going to university. (laughs) That's what I'm telling any young person that speaks to me. I'm like, find a way to not go to university because it's now costing more and more money. Yeah. And when I really think about it, did my university actually prepare me for the working world? It did not. It was a fun three-year summer camp. Wow. That's what it was. Yeah. And if there was another way that I could live in a city with other young people and like hang out and have a good time... I would do that over Mm. university. Yeah. I think for me, 
if I had a choice now, I would still go to university just because I did really enjoy my course. I studied chemistry. So for, for me as a chemist, I don't know how I would have been a chemist if I didn't go to university. Oh yeah, there are certain yeah. degrees or like certain career paths where you need your degree. Yeah, yeah. So if you want to be a doctor, a dentist, anything to do with academia, it does make sense to go to university. But if you're thinking more creative or like hands-on stuff, experience is probably more useful to you than a degree is. But yeah, no, I, f- I really enjoyed studying even though I was the worst person, like I would only study when I absolutely needed to. But in that, in those times, I'd be like, Viv, why didn't you just study three months before? You would have really enjoyed this. But yeah, like my course, you can keep it. I mean, the people, they weren't really my type of people. I had a few friends on there, the department, they were lovely, but they just weren't really my type of people. So I think I enjoyed my course because I could do whatever I wanted. It wasn't a thing where I could, I had to go in every single day or I had to go to every single lecture. It was just things that I could do in my own time and learn it in my own time as well. See, that's another thing. I never really got the hang of studying. Right. It sounds really cocky to say that I'm naturally smart, but (laughs) but in in high school there's definitely a lot of hand holding that you get a hundred percent and I went to the kind of school where it just as prep we did every exam paper that ever existed and then our teachers created more Mm. just like on a schedule that at a certain point they finished the curriculum so early that like for months we would just be doing exam prep Mm. so it just like I feel like I never had to do anything I feel like even with revision all I had to do was turn up to class and I would pick it up Mm. but obviously at university I didn't go to class (laughs) (laughs) so you just had to wing it (laughs) no but it got to the point where in terms of like actual time management and stuff I just never picked up those skills because I was always able to just absorb what I needed to like my greatest brag is in my classics exam, I managed to not finish reading the Iliad and I got a hundred on that paper. Imagine. And I was just like, wow. <laughs> to this day, I've still not read the Iliad completely. I've still not read all of the Aeneid, but I just turned up to class. This is the thing. I had, a, I had great, great, great teachers, amazing teachers. Mm. But it basically meant that by the time that I got to university and I had to manage my own time schedule, I just got creative and I realised because I did an English degree so I had like six to eight contact hours a week Yeah. and each week that you go you're supposed to read a book in preparation for that week. I realised very quickly that you didn't have to do that mm. and that in your final piece of coursework at the end of the term it would be based on one of those texts that you pick like you study all of them and then you pick which one you want. Yeah. So I would just pick the one that I wanted to do the coursework on and just read near that. the beginning and just I wouldn't even read <laughs> I didn't read anything of my English degree (laughs) other than Carmen, which is a short story. Um, I would just pick the text I wanted to do my coursework on. I would go to that class, that seminar, pick up the papers that I needed. And then I just, they just wouldn't see me again until I handed in my work. Wow. Yeah, I couldn't do that. I think I had the opposite experience to you because in school, secondary school, I was naturally able. So I didn't have to work incredibly hard to get my grades but then switched to a level now where I didn't have that hand holding I learned very very quickly that I had to put in a little bit of effort <laughs> especially because I was doing quite difficult subjects so when I got to university because I was so unhappy with my grades at a level I knew I could do so much better when I got to university it was kind of like I had to redeem myself so I had to figure out 
my best way to learn. I had to figure out how to time manage. I had to figure out all of those different things. And honestly, I figured those stuff out in the first year and it's what carried me through my whole degree. That's great. Yeah. I want to make it clear that I'm not advocating what I did. (laughs) No, but it it did make me realise that you can literally, like, it's not everyone that has a degree that's a smart, knowledgeable person. No, no, no. You can get a degree some way, somehow, just by handing work in late and doing all-nighters. No, 100%. Like, just because you have a degree doesn't mean you're a genius. It just means somehow you were able to hand in your work you don't even have to hand in your work on time. I didn't. Yeah. I barely handed work in on time. <laughs> I would literally be like, I know that I'm going to do well on this. That even if they dock off 20 marks for the two days that I missed, I'd I'm fine. still going to be well. I would still get a 2-1. It's okay. <laughs> That's why I'm like, if I only put an effort, I would have done so well. But I, this is the thing that I, I recommend. If you're going to go to university, pick a subject that you love. And in the very beginning, it literally was in like the first two or three weeks, I realised this is not the course that I want to study. Right. And I think I told my mom, and my mom said, no, stick with it. And that's one of the things I regret because I really enjoyed reading and I felt like English really like beat that out of me mm. and it took away the enjoyment from it. So if I was to go back, I would have found another subject that I actually wanted to learn more about mm. because the way that they approach English literature from an academic standpoint is I feel like they overanalyze texts and they're even overanalyzing texts that I don't care about. Right, right. And I feel like, yes, it's a certain level of base knowledge that you need to get, but from the course, the course is very much tailored towards people who want to go into English and become an academic. Academic, yeah. It wasn't tailored towards what I wanted to do. The course bits that I wanted to do were more the practical thing. Like I did a publishing course where we learned how to use InDesign and like industry software, learn how to better use Photoshop and stuff like that. Mm. Um, so the more creative, like actual practical stuff was the bits that I enjoyed. So I feel like if you are not enjoying a course, you're the one that's going to be burdened with the debt. It's not my mum that is burdened with this debt. The debt's in my name. So you pick the course that you want to do. If you don't want to do the course, I wish that I had taken the time to be like, you know what? I'm. The thing is, I knew within the first three weeks so if I had really, really been allowed the space to, I could have started another course and not even missed a beat. No, because those first two, three weeks, you're still doing introduction. So you would have been completely fine to have moved on to a different course. It's interesting because when I was thinking about what course I wanted to study at university, I had no idea. I'm, you know, I always just fall into things. So I, I, I thought I was going to be a midwife because I enjoyed One Born Every Minute so much. And I was like, I'm so obsessed. I'm so nosy. I want to know everything about people's lives. I'd make a great midwife. Went to an interview at Leeds, realised, actually, this is not for me. Like, whatever idea I thought in my head, when I got there, Leeds is a fantastic university, by the way. I had a lot more potential than the healthcare industry and being a midwife. That's just, just the way I felt. I was just like, okay, it's a lot of like social skills. It's a lot of social learning, caring for people. And I'm not too interested in that. Do you know what? That is absolutely great. I wish that more people would accept that they don't want to do certain jobs rather yeah. than be in positions where they have to care for people yeah. and don't do it correctly. Yeah, because I in that interview, I realised that I love people, but I couldn't make my job caring for people all the time. I just think it'd be too draining. And it's not, obviously you can become like a, you can become like a researcher or something in that field, but I just didn't think it was my calling. Do you know when you, when you see something, you're like, 
this is just not for me so I decided then that I was going to study chemistry because I'm really good at it and whilst also doing something that you love I think it's a really good idea to do something that you're good at because you're spending so much money for this degree you might as well get the best possible grade get your degree and get a job you might even not even have to work in that field but if you are forced to do a degree and maybe you don't want to do it in something that you really are good at and you also love so I decided I'm going to do chemistry because there is scope for growth I see myself being able to still help people but not be directly with them I can do my stuff in the lab because I've always had this big idea of curing cancer which is basically impossible but (laughs) it's not impossible it has I'm possible in the name (laughs) it's really it's really hard but yeah so that's always been my thing so I'm like okay I can still do that and I think I can do it much better if I'm in a lab you know actually working in the face of research not to say that the people who are working with people aren't doing amazing jobs they absolutely are and I look up to them every day but it was just not for me and I'm glad I realized that early on because I would have hated it if I'd done midwifery in fact I know a girl that was on my course she did midwifery the year before before transferring onto my course and she was just like in the first year I delivered all the babies and I was like okay what's next and there was nothing else to learn And I just felt that it wasn't challenging enough. And I just wanted to do something that was a bit more challenging. And that was my fear to begin with. Like once I deliver all these babies, the novelty will wear off. And then I'll feel like I'm not doing anything to better myself intellectually. Academics is just one part of the university experience. Yeah. I don't know why I genuinely, even still now, I have this idea of myself as a social butterfly. And I'm not a social butterfly. And I, I don't want to butterfly. <laughs> what do you mean by a social butterfly, though? Like, that whole sex in the city image of that group of friends that every week they'll meet for brunch and they're always uh, calling each other, you know? That really yeah. unrealistic portrayal of friendship. Like, even, like, in Friends, where they're, like, always on top of each other, always in and out of each other's place. Lives, yeah. And it's, like, the reason that that's like that is because there's only so many sets that they can build for these TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also, they all basically lived with each other. Mm-hmm. So it was easy to have that whole stacking on top of things but yeah university is so much more than the academics is is basically the smallest part Mm -hmm. (laughs) all the moving parts like social life what would I say about my social life at uni it was great yeah I don't think I was so sure but I think the people that I was social with were worth worth my yeah true yeah and I feel like there was definitely the experience of missing out or like feeling like you're not living up to the university experience. Yes, yes. And it's like, mm, no, I actually, when I think about it, I'm like, I actually don't want to be out today. No. And it's like, I actually can't afford to go out three times a week. Right. It's just, it's not possible for me. Yeah. Even if it was possible, I don't think I'd want to do it just because working behind the bar for so long, I'm like, I know the cost of this VK that you're buying mm. and there's no way that I can afford to be doing this three times a week. Three times a It was so funny to me because people worked at the bar, right? And they were paying off debt and they would still literally budget to go out drinking. And I don't know, maybe it's because I don't drink, but I just never understood it. I never understood budgeting to go out to drink. Even pub culture. We worked, basically the bar that we worked at had a pub and it had like a club element to it as well. Yeah, yeah. But even in the pub, I don't understand pub culture. Mm Mm-mm. I'm like, you can drink at home with your friends. In university, you can literally get all your friends to go to your house. Whereas maybe you can't do that when you're like an adult and you all have different jobs and different schedules. Yeah. So I'm like, why don't you just go to your house? Because you've ordered three double gin and tonics. 
for that price, you could have gone to Aldi and you could have bought a, bit, a nice bottle of gin. Aldi does a nice award-winning gin. Mm-hmm. You could have got tonic. You have ice at home. Yeah, you can buy, maybe buy a lime. A lime is 39p. To even make it a little bit more fancy. Mm. And you don't even have to leave your house. Imagine that. I remember when we would have events, like different special days, people would be drinking from like 9am in the morning because I would work those long, long ass shifts. And I'm like, how? How are you able <laughs> to do this yeah. for so long? How are you able to afford this, you know? <laughs> and that's a part of the university experience. That I'm like, do you know what? That may be like the romanticized socializing. I'm like, I, I, I actually didn't want to do that. No. Did you ever buy rounds for people no. at university? Okay. At university, I still even avoid rounds today. People go do rounds, and I'll go up and buy my own drink by myself. <laughs> I'm not earning rounds money. No, I'm not. Nobody was even <laughs> unless you're like on CEO money. Rounds is so expensive. These people will be spending fifty quid. I'm like, you're a bloody student. How are you spending 50 quid on drinks? Wow. That's crazy. These are the same people that will be eating baked beans and pasta. But the the problem with that, though, is that they have romanticised struggle. Mm. <laughs> like, they oh, that you, you, you can struggle, you can eat baked beans as long as you can go out with your friends because that rave is not going to happen again. It's like, no, but you need to nourish your body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But everyone was at it. Even medical students would be out. Yeah. They were the worst ones. They were the worst ones. I was just going to say. They were crazy. They would work at the bar, go to their shifts in the morning, and then come to party in the evening. Huh? They need to teach me because that level of energy, I just didn't have it, to be fair. Yeah. But the great thing about university is the socials and the clubs and stuff. Try everything. Honestly, make a list of every single thing that you want to try and make sure that you get it done by the end of your university experience if you can afford to, because it's going to be cheaper than if you were to try and do it in the outside world. Mm. I wish that I went to the cheerleading classes and the course. I wish that I went to gymnastics. I wish that I'd gone to yoga more often. We paid, I think it was £20 for the year. And you could just go to unlimited yoga classes. Yeah. That's insane. It's mad. In to London, think that one class is that price. Mm, yeah. It yeah. was insane. Like the circus classes that I found, I found them in my final year. I wish that I found them in my first year. Mm. Just all of these different things. Enjoy your student discount. Get your NUS card. Nobody needs to pay full price for ASOS or New Look when mm, you're a student. It's no, not necessary. It's not necessary. I'm so mad I didn't discover uni days and all of these discount stuff until my final year just because I didn't buy things so I didn't know but yes use all the discount codes claim that you're a student everywhere you go just ask do you do student discounts do you do student discounts because they know you don't have money don't be trying to be like me where I think I have the money I can pay I can pay no get your discount where you can I'm still using my discount now I'm still using my discount. I got a three-year NUS card, I think, in my final year. Mm. It expired. And then when it switched to Totem, I got a three-year Totem card. So it will expire in 2022. Imagine that. Still living the student life. Yeah. So take advantage of all the perks that are out there. Yeah, in terms of clubs, I didn't really join any club. Like I joined a bunch of clubs, but I just never went because I was too shy. Too shy? I was too shy to go to anything. Are you serious? Or did you just not want to go? I mean, yes, but no, I was too shy because this is a different viv you're, you're talking to. This is like first year. So I, I, I joined like salsa. I joined the baking club because I really enjoyed baking before coming to university. Don't bake anymore. I joined yoga. I joined, I think I even joined like boxing. I joined so many club and I didn't turn up to one of them. Okay. Another tip. 
when you go to like like they usually have a fair a welcome fair where all of the different societies greet you and explain what they're all about go to taster sessions first before you pay for membership to different societies and clubs because i'm telling you there's some that you will never go to yeah i paid 45 pounds to join boxing club i went once yeah and then never again. never again yeah and if you're lucky to go to a uni like ours when you left they actually had like free sessions okay cool so you could go to boxing for free every single monday you could go to yoga for free every single monday you could do like swimming classes i used to go to trampolining but they would have like so many little active events that people can attend for free so check those out first before you go and drop your money because there might actually be something going on that you may you just didn't know about going on from that keep active at uni and actually look after yourself because there's no one to make sure that you're eating your vegetables there's no one to make sure that you're actually sleeping there's no one to make sure that you're actually doing anything yeah you become your own parent so actually take care of yourself because when you get sick and you experience sickness by yourself in your room when your housemates are too busy to notice it's tough it's it's tough and it happens yeah like in my first year i lost three stones wow from being sick no, just from not eating and walking up 500 hills every single bloody day. So that's actually a really good tip. Look after yourselves. Eat, please. Don't drink on an empty stomach. Eat. <laughs> Eat something. And yeah. Oh, you know one thing I didn't do that I wish I did is to leave my door open. Did you leave your door open? No. Oh, okay. Do you know there's like that whole uni cliche mm. thing that you should leave your door open? I didn't do that. But I kind of wish I did because then I just never got to know my housemates. I think when it comes to housemates, it really depends on who you end up with. Oh my God. It is the luck of the draw. It's the same thing with friendship. Everything is the luck of the draw. Some people in their first year had flatmates that they are best friends with now till this day. Other people have flatmates that they tell horror stories about. Yep. And there's everything in between. Mm. There's that you pick a friend here or there. Sometimes also, here's another thing. Sometimes you don't need to live with your friends because you don't need to know how your friends would be living. Bruh. Say that again. Sometimes you don't need to be living with your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Because this was something I wish I knew. I, in my second year, so in my first year, you live in student accommodation that the university provides. In my second year... I, I got a flat. No, it was a, it was a, actually a house. Five girls. Worst idea ever. Don't do it. Don't live with more than two people because that's when all these different personalities start to clash and you start to have arguments and people start to fight. Not necessarily like physical fights, but little things become magnified just because you're around each other all the time, i.e. being at home together. So yeah, I had the worst experience in my second year. I don't recommend it for anyone. And ever since then, I've only like, I only basically live with strangers and I love it because I don't have to do that mandatory kitchen talk. I don't have to speak to you. I can tell you when you're acting like a dickhead (laughs) and not care because you're not my friend. You're just somebody that I live with. So yeah. Honestly, above friendship, there are certain criteria that makes a good housemate. Absolutely. And Honestly, I recommend just finding someone that you get along with Mm -hmm. that's clean and financially responsible. A hundred percent. With me, I never quite understood how some people were like, I don't know how I'm going to pay my rent. Because with me, I was lucky enough that the moment that I got my student loan, I budgeted for rent and bills first. 
and then everything else I would spend after. Which makes sense. I'm like, <laughs> rent is pretty much the same amount of money. Bills is roughly the same amount of money each amount each month. So it never, I never understood how, I'm like, you know that this bill is coming. Yeah, it so, doesn't change every month. Luckily, I've never had any problems with this, but I've heard horror stories of bills that were left unpaid, bills that were in certain people's names that weren't paid back, like all of these things. So just double check. Those are the things that you should really care about rather than, oh, are these people my friends? Because your friendship will die really quickly when you're left in a financial lurch. Yep. Because there are things, like you've just said, there are things that are more important to you than going out, drinking, spending money, going to eat, buying clothes as in rent and bills and some people just don't care you'll be surprised how nonchalant people are to these things they're like oh we have to care about electricity doesn't the light just stay on the whole day no we actually have to pay for it it's because the bills are usually in one person's name yeah. and everyone pays that person back and that person can get screwed over like i did don't do what i did do not put the bills do not put all the bills in your name you need to have every single person have a responsibility or i'll do you one better put the bill in everybody's name that's what i did when i moved in with like the four guys that i lived with in my final year i put every single bill that i need that was going to be under me i just put it under everyone's name so it was under everyone's name i had to pay for it but it wasn't a debit it wasn't a direct debit so if they didn't pay me I wasn't going to pay that bill out of my money. And that was fine. That was perfect by me because then it's on all of our heads, not just mine, not just, you know, X, not just Y, not just Z. It's on everybody's head. That was the mistake I did in my second year. Most of the bills was in my name and I had to pay for it because I don't want my name to be ruined or my credit score to go down. Now in my third year, the landlords paid our bills. So that's even better. If you can find an all-inclusive rent, oh, go for it. You You wouldn't look back. (laughs) honestly and the dream is to find a situation where everybody has an individual contract yes i understand that with student housing that isn't always the case um they want like a contract for the house and there's like multiple tenants on the lease but if you if it's possible find a way for you to have an individual contract that means that as long as you pay your rent you're covered yeah and then the other people can fight with the landlord by themselves about the stuff that they've broken in their rooms yeah don't be shy to live with strangers do not because you'll be so surprised how easy it is like on it i don't know if i've just been blessed or i'm lucky or whatever but when i decided that i don't care about living with friends i haven't looked back i feel like i've been really lucky with the people that i've lived with yeah i've been really really lucky i've not had no i've not had any horror stories no nothing too crazy literally nothing they've been bickering about hair in the bathroom plug that's but other than that like nothing nothing too major nothing too crazy and then also air your grievances because sometimes you're stewing about the fact that you are the only one that is putting out the bins and the recycling just say yes 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 again this is a lot easier when they're not your friend that that's one thing because i the thing is you don't mind doing it but there will be one day you'll come home and you're like fuck so i have to take out the bin again as if i didn't do it two weeks in a row um so yeah just air your grievances you're right just tell people by the way do you know what i had to tell my housemates <laughs> my all the boys i was like listen guys there are bin bags in this cupboard you take out the bin you need to take it outside into this colored like i was that pedantic about what they what they actually needed to do and it just it turned out like they just didn't know what they had to do isn't that weird 
That's very weird. Like you're a grown man and you don't know that you have to take out a bin and you have to replace it with a new bag and you have to take it outside into the big bin so that they can be removed on a weekly basis. And the reason why I did that was because in my previous house, the guy was like, why do you never mop? Like, eh? yeah, I asked him, I said, why do you never mop? I thought he was asking you one. <laughs> oh, no, no, me? I was like, oh, you know, Tom, you don't clean the bathroom. You don't clean the bathroom. He's like, oh, it's because I don't know how. And it was then that I realised I need to stop assuming that people know how to clean because some people don't. Some people don't. But I'm like, but you can Google how to clean a bathroom. No, you can, but some people don't. When you're doing a PhD or a master's, you're not thinking about that. You're just thinking you come home and the house is clean because Olipa and Vivian clean it. Honestly, one of the greatest things about living, I lived in a professional house after uni. It was all bills included, all individual oh, contracts. Stop. And we had a cleaner come once a week. Stop it. So that way when the, just as we were getting sick of the state of the communal area, somebody the cleaner come would in. come and just clean it. The cleaner would come and do the bathrooms. Yeah. But it's great. This is the time in your life when you're actually learning about navigating renting, navigating yes. contracts, navigating deposits. And you just have to make sure that you have all of these things mm-hmm. and that you have like a guarantor and all of these, all of that business. Yeah. And that you fight for what's yours. There's one time I lived with this guy. He, his drunk friend, before this was like in August, before we even started term, his drunk friend came round and we had these radiator covers, these wooden radiator covers. His friend kicked a hole in one of those and punched a hole in his bedroom wall. Mm. This is this was in August. August, before term had even started. And his friend had said the whole time, oh, don't worry, it's fine, I'll come around, I'll fix it, I'll come around, I'll fix it, I'll pay for a builder to fix it. Meanwhile, when, what happens when it got to like June time and his friend is in Thailand and I'm just like, look at him enjoying his holiday. I said to my guy housemate, I was like, he's not coming to fix this. So I was like, okay, this, this time I just went to the landlord and I explained, these are this boy's responsibility. Not mine. When we're releasing the deposit, it cannot affect me and my other housemate, mm. just so you know. Yeah. And it didn't. The chunk of the money was taken out of his portion of the, of the deposit. Yeah. As it should be. Yeah. But it's a great time. It's a great time to learn so much. Like, I've learned so much about renting, contracts. Take pictures of everything. Take pictures of everything. Because these people, they will collect your deposit to say they want to clean the house that was dirty when you moved in anyway, but they're going to charge you for gardening. You must be mad. (laughs) You must be actually mad. So, and they take advantage of students a lot with that. They're like, you're not going to get your deposit back because there's this hole in this area or there's this, and it wasn't even your fault. That stuff was probably there before, but because maybe you're a type of person that's always drunk, always has crazy people coming over to your house. You don't even know if that mark was there or not. So yeah, take pictures of everything and just document things as they happen because these people will definitely take advantage of you and in your final year be warned that you will have to start paying council tax the moment that you stop being a student and that moment is isn't basically when you graduate it's something like the it's mid-june basically when the course technically ends and from that moment on you're susceptible to paying council tax so i remember i think i was staying in the house until july-ish time because i was staying for longer i was just working and relaxing in my final year before i had to like go back home and we got a tax a council tax bill and I remember just I called them up and I was like oh but we're exempt and they were like no you're not because you're you stopped being students technically at this time and even with the council don't be afraid to push back because we managed to get our bill reduced by a lot of money by basically saying actually no 
we I sent them um, the letter to show when our course um, technically finished mm. and I showed them our lease so that way we were only actually susceptible to pay for money between mid June and like the mid July at the end of our contract yeah. so that means we're only to pay for that chunk rather than like a lot of the summer which is what they were originally planning on charging us yeah, yeah. so that way they were able to like bring the cost down by a lot I remember just being scared and being like what yeah. but even then sort it out so just be prepared to pay council tax in your final year but make sure that it's only for the amount from the end of your student life <laughs> to the end of your contract yeah another thing that I'm going to add is the actual cleaning of the house when you move out I think that this should be as democratic as possible. I think in my last house, I had a, um, one of my housemates just really kindly, she just offered to, she just cleaned everything. Mm. I remember being so surprised because I was in the house before that I lived in. I was like, guys, we're going to hire a cleaner. So I even went to the landlord and I said, what is the cleaning company that you use to clean these properties? He told us the cleaning person that he used. And I said, okay, we're going to pay for them to come in and clean the house. Because two of my housemates were going to go, they lived abroad, like they didn't live in the UK Mm. or they're not from the UK. So I was like, okay, it's fine. I'm not going to clean this place all by myself. I'm just putting that out there. So we hired a cleaner and then we just split the cost. And then that way it was going to be clean to the standard that the landlord wanted because this is the cleaning service that the landlord normally uses. So that's also another option. And it didn't actually cost that much at all. Okay. Because cleaners can be, what, sometimes £20 an hour? Yeah. Yeah. And if you're splitting it between three or four people, Mm. then it's not that bad. No. And this is one. This is a cleaner that will come in and like sometimes when you read your contracts, it says that you need to clean the inside of the oven. It says that you need to clean the top of the lampshades. It says that you need to clean the skirting boards. I said I'm not going to do that. No, 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 no. No, I didn't. I've never had to hire a cleaner. To be fair, I've just cleaned my room. Again, with my last house, it was an individual contract, so the communal area wasn't my problem. Mm. I just had to clean my room. And my landlord in my last house, he was just really really like he was so nice he would come in and do our garden if we needed anything he was always there honestly apart from the one time he touched my hair but apart from that he was a very 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 nice man so i i haven't had problems and stuff like that in the past but no like uni was great man there was lots of misconceptions that were quickly shattered oh yeah (laughs) like you're gonna meet your husband at university some people do but the reality of it is that most people nowadays don't i was i'm literally looking back in my memory bank like who who could possibly (laughs) no some people do like you have a few relationships that are still going strong now and they all met at university i don't know many but (laughs) allegedly allegedly there are some um that's just it just doesn't happen not as often as they not as often i think it's because now there is so much choice and we're all so available on so many different platforms. University isn't the only place you're going to meet a ton of people. Whereas back then, university was like a new new place for you to see loads of people, um, talk to different kinds of people. So if you're from a small town, university was like massive for you. Whereas now with globalization, I can speak to someone from America on my phone. So I don't need to go to uni to experience like a different life to now expose me to dating and possibly meeting my husband. But at the same time, take advantage of the fact that you can meet people. Yes. Because honestly, the great thing that I would recommend about dating at university is that everybody knows someone who knows someone. Yes. And never again will you have a period of time like that again. Yeah. Where there's always like a mutual person connecting everybody. Yeah. It just made me feel a lot safer. (laughs) No, 100%. And don't be shy to put yourself out there at university because it's more um, safer 
because you know everyone really you know everyone through so everyone is like one degree of separation mm. your house is like five minutes away from your lecture lecture halls so it's not it's never that deep you know when you get into a situation having said that I had to stop using Tinder at university because I worked behind the bar and that was a central hub where people would go. Yeah, everybody so, went to the so Tinder dates. Every the bar. time that I would see someone on Tinder, I feel like I would see them in real life. Yeah. And I was like, I don't look cute every day when I'm working. Not at the bar, no. So I felt like I was doing myself a disservice by being cute on this platform and then in real life. The like having a high likelihood of meeting these people in real life yeah. and not looking as cute in person, and I just didn't have the patience to do makeup for work. Not for the type of work that we were doing. <laughs> All that running up and down. No, 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 no. But yeah, no, I fully recommend it. The money was really good, so if you can get try and get a job at your student union because they really, really like to take care of their students. Yes, a lot of student unions pride themselves on how they're able to look after their students. So really try and and get a job there yes honestly that's the best thing I did getting a job I got a job I remember yeah my first week of uni and it was just fab because our university the student union pays us a living wage Mm -hmm. and then on top of that it paid us a bonus of holiday pay on top which was like 15 percent it's a lot of money and that was um I think it was three four times a year so Mm -hmm. whenever the term would end or we'd have a holiday we would just get a bulk of pay on top yeah no, getting a job, best thing I ever did because it just allows you to breathe a little bit in terms of like money and stuff. And you know what? Find out about hardship funds. Find out about hardship funds if they offer them at your university. Because in my final year, I needed one because I couldn't work as much. I I always had to be in the lab. So I was like, hold on a minute. There must be some sort of help that the university can offer. They do have a hardship fund. They do give people money, money that you don't have to pay back. And they basically check what your circumstances are and why you need this money. So if you have extenuating circumstances and there's no cap on how many times you can apply for a hardship fund. But yeah, if you are having a very difficult time, you don't have a job, apply for a hardship fund because you'll be surprised as to what they can offer you. And there's actually so many ways that universities support their students that they do themselves a disservice by not actually advertising they don't advertise to their students. It, yeah. Like a lot of universities have counsellors available. Mm-hmm. Like there may be a waiting list, but there are counsellors available to guide you and, and even refer you to a professional if you need to, if yeah. you need to really, really speak to someone. And like you were saying about extenuating circumstances, declare this when you're actually submitting your coursework. Mm-hmm. I only found out about this later and I realised that um, <laughs> I may have been depressed <laughs> at university. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if I had known that earlier on, it's like, these are things that could have been taken into consideration when looking at your grades, when marking you, when looking at your academic work. Yeah. 100%. One thing that I always say is that university is not designed for you to fail. Hear me out. There are so many things that they have in place to make sure that you somehow don't just leave with a pass. They have extenuated circumstances. The fact that you can do your work and have deadlines, but still be able to push them back, push them back, push them back. The fact that you, like, you literally see the amount of work you put in where someone like you, you you don't put in 
a massive amount of effort but you're still able to get a 2-1 because you're still intelligent and you can still do work and it's not based on oh if you use this specific word in an essay then you will get a specific mark it's more like okay you you understand the basics of everything and you can make something out of it in a paper and if it's genuinely based on like your passion and something that you're remotely interested in it will somehow make sense so that's why I don't feel like university is designed to, for you to fail. It's designed to push you and to make you work a little bit harder. But at the same time, it's like you have the freedom to make of it what you can. And they help you with little nuggets along the way. The fact that you can work so flexibly so that you still have a bit of money, but still be able to go into lectures and you know, basically work your life around all of those things and having multiple responsibilities, but still being able to come out with a decent grade. I think it's actually fantastic. You don't agree? No, I do. <laughs> I do agree. Yeah. I just, I honestly, my main piece of advice for people, this is specifically for people who want to go into the creative industry. If you don't need to get a degree, wait, because university will always be there. Yeah. You'll always be able to get an education. You'll yeah. always be able to live on campus. You'll always be able to do those things. Yeah. So that's, first of all, I would say, see if there's a way that you can get the career that you want without it. And then when you go there, it makes so much of a difference when you're studying something that you actually want. A hundred percent, yeah. The level of passion and de- of dedication. I remember people saying that they, they like read and then they even read more. They did further reading. I'm like, I didn't do reading, reading. <laughs> um, but just because they loved it and they really, really were taking in what they were learning. So first of all, see if you even want to go to university because there are actually so many options. Apprenticeship schemes are getting better and better and better. There's people who are doing quantity surveyor apprenticeship schemes that are earning 30k a year to train. That's mad. The BBC, they have apprenticeship schemes in the scripts department. Mm. There are so many different apprenticeship schemes that I think it's worth seeing if it's possible to do that first. And then also, if you're going to go to university, make sure that it's something that you actually want to study because the way that it will affect your your day-to-day well-being of doing something that you don't want to do yeah. or even having it hanging over your head, it's not worth it. No, it's not. It's not. And... I'm a big advocate for that. If you're not interested in it, if it's not something that you see yourself even like putting a little bit of effort in, because that's the thing with uni, you just need a little bit of effort. You just need to sometimes hand in your work on time. You just need to sometimes go to lectures. And if there isn't something that is doing that for you, then I don't think it's worth the debt, honestly. If there was a way that I could have become a scientist without going to university, I would have done it 100%. So figure out if you want to go to university what kind of career you want to lead and also university is always there so if you decide tomorrow that actually you want to become i don't know a a medical doctor the the doors will always be open they will always be charging it'll be probably more expensive but whatever your passions is they can change they can develop they can become something new university is always there don't feel the pressure to go straight outside of college because you're way too young to even really know what you want in your future life but yeah then we graduate (laughs) then you graduate and then you're smacked in the face again yeah if there's any lesson that i would add to my first two is 
to not compare yourself. 100%. But that's a life lesson that can that goes beyond just university. It goes it stems into literally every aspect of life. Don't compare yourself to other people. Mm. And also do work experience. Yeah. Honestly, every summer try and find something because when you leave university you're still going to have to do this work experience anyway. Anyway, yes, yes, yes. You know what you know what employers value more than your degree? experience trust me <laughs> this is how i know that i could have had a career without my degree because every work experience thing that i did every summer they've always said you know if you don't want to go back to university you can always stay with us and we'll, we'll give you a job mm. that's how i was like oh okay i really could have just piggybacked from opportunity to opportunity but hey that was the choice that i made get experience because you're going to have to get it anyway yeah you're just going to be starting from square one and you're going to be in a much more precarious financial situation once you're outside of uni Yes. When you're inside university, you have the cushion of knowing how you're going to pay, how you're going to feed yourself for like the nine or so months of the year. It's just the summer that you have to kind of think about. Whereas when you're outside of uni, you're going to have to be managing to find a way to live, to earn. If you don't have the luxury of having parents or somewhere to stay within London or within a city that you want to work in, you're going to have to find a way to pay rent and to work and like, you know, and to do this on top of getting the experience to try and get as much of your passion stuff done, try and get as much of your work experience done in university. A hundred percent. And if you're doing a science-based subject like I did, see if they have a year in industry option because that's the best thing I ever did. Doing a year in industry honestly changed me for the better. It it just changed everything. It gives you one full year experience. That is invaluable stuff. It allows you to apply your skills in a real life setting and you get paid. If you If you get a good company, you get paid minimum 18 grand a year. That's something you can save up. You can look towards the future. You can figure out what you want to do. I don't know if other degrees have that option of like doing a year in industry, but if your degree has it and you have the willpower, because I'm not going to lie, it's very fucking hard to get a job for your year in industry, depending on what industry you're going into, but try and do it. And there's actually tons of agencies that can help you with the process just to make it a little, just a little bit easier. Look into them, get it and get as much experience as possible because it's helping me right now. It's helping me with like the next job that I think I'm going to go into, the experience that I had previously. So yeah. Where were we? Self-esteem and not comparing yourself to others. When you finish university, you will realise that everybody's starting line is different. Mm. So where they are by the time that they finish will also be different. Yeah. Some people will have done work experience. Some people will have not. Some people will have relatives and family friends who are able to get them internships, who are able to get them first time jobs. Take all of these things into consideration when you're deciding whether or not you're a failure compared to everyone else. Yeah. I think when I finished university, I just felt lost. I felt like okay what do I do now (laughs) it's because you're literally on a track like since kindergarten since nursery you're on a like a conveyor belt you know that you're going to go to reception year one year two year three onwards and onwards and onwards and then you basically get off the conveyor belt and you're like oh I have to walk myself yeah nothing. that's interesting that's weird yeah so there was just a long time when I finished my last exam I, I stayed at university for a little bit my my accommodation and I was just always deep in my thoughts like oh my goodness what do I do now I, and it wasn't even a thing of like I didn't think I was depressed it was just just seriously asking what do I do now do I want to go into a career do I want to relax do I want to 
go back home when do I want to go back home what does what would my life at home look like I was dreading moving back because I have enjoyed my independence and my privacy for five years and to go back home where my mum wants to know everything is very very different so yeah that was really tough but I find I made the decision not to work this year like properly and honestly that's the best decision I ever did if you if you're thinking like straight out of uni you don't want to do anything crazy because you think you're mentally drained do it just find like a simple chill job so that you're not broke and you can actually do stuff which is what I did best decision ever to just to just allow myself not to think because I was thinking so much (laughs) yeah no it makes sense because you need that time to decompress because Mm. you're going to be working for the rest of your life yeah until you retire so you're basically preparing to work for another 40 years of your life it's a long time you can take six months to a year to chill out honestly and it's weird that when you think about taking a break it's like why am I taking a break I'm not old enough to be taking a break I have the rest of my life to take a break and it's like no I don't because after this I'm gonna go into work and then somehow end up married somehow have a career and the the trajectory just keeps going up and up and up and up and then you have kids and then you have to bring those kids up and then they go to school and it's until they leave again that you now have some time to yourself to maybe take time off you know so yeah I went through like just phases of ups and downs and I did really well for my degree but in that I was like can I prove my worth with this degree have you did you ever feel like that no, because I didn't, I never carried any weight with my degree. Right. Nobody in any job interviews I've been to has asked me about my degree. Right. It's just a tick box. Okay. Same here, actually. Nobody's ever asked me, but I feel the weight of my degree. I'm like, okay. No, but you have a master's. It's a lot more weighty. It's a lot more, it's a much bigger commitment. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, okay, can I prove that I deserve this grade that I got? Because obviously, if you're going into a workplace with a master's, with my grade, they're like, whoa, like, yo, okay, she knows what she's doing. And if I'm getting, do you know what I mean? I just feel the pressure of the achievements that I've been able to make at university. I'm like, okay, somehow I have to carry on this legacy. And that overwhelmed me for a really long time. It still kind of does, to be fair. But yeah, I'm super glad I took time off after university adulting is the ghetto i don't recommend it you know stay young forever all of that jazz (laughs) i think it's called the post uni blues for a reason 100 percent, yeah it's just an awkward transition i think it's just the powerlessness Mm. when you're at university you get to pretend that you have this amazing life that in reality you can't afford yeah (laughs) and then when you come out of uni you're like oh so this is what real people live like yeah oh this is this is horrible this is terrible i have responsibilities I have to like figure out what what I'm going to do with my life. And it's just like, they take off your training wheels without any, um, any warning, (laughs) but you'll get through it. You'll get through the post uni blues and you'll come out the other side feeling impassioned in something I hope. And the thing is, I am, I think two years now post uni. Yeah. And I've learned that it's still okay to not know a hundred percent exactly what you want. Mm hmm. There are people who I know that are in their 30s, 40s and 50s who have told me that they still don't know exactly what they want. With anything, it's just about making some sort of forward momentum. Yeah. As long as you feel like you're growing in something. And also ask for help. Oh, yes. Because uni is a very isolating experience. Everyone is literally in their own bubble, in their own room. Your room is your world. If you don't tell people that there's a problem, no one will know. Nobody knows. 
ask for help and speak to people find someone you can confide in and speak to them and you actually have to make time for people and that's something that you should practice at university because it's only going to get harder in the real world yeah depending on how scattered all of your friends are Mm. you all have completely different schedules and you have to work a way around that and it it just gets worse no bruv i've only been out of uni for what three months like six months now and even now it's really difficult to catch up with people but also don't strive for this big big friendship groups you know don't do it i've never had one no i literally have different friends in different groups and i don't think they've ever met yeah because it's just such a pain in the behind (laughs) having to like get everybody wrangle everybody together for something even if you just make two friends at university that's a lot because keeping up with two two whole people if you're putting in effort as a decent human being it takes a lot of work on top of your life on top of everybody else that you still have in your life from previous years that you've gone at like to school or college or whatever but people will fall by the wayside and that happens mm-hmm. people will drift apart don't fall into this trap of university is going to be the best time of my life so when you're not immediately experiencing the best time of your life in the first few weeks it can get a bit overwhelming so that's why it's really important to just have quite a realistic view of what to expect because you might not make friends that quickly so people are so different I didn't make friends that quickly I made one friend on my course and she's the but I'm still friends with her now I didn't make a ton of friends and I met you because I worked at the bar but in terms of like do you know how people go to uni you come out with like so many friends and so many contacts I have none of that because I just I just couldn't be able to do that I think on the whole most people are friendly most people are looking to make friends. Yeah. And there's this golden period in Freshers' Week where everyone is just open. Nobody has anyone. And everyone is just, like, reaching out for someone. For something, yeah. It's it's quite it's quite beautiful to see, actually, because I work, like, right at the beginning of the year and then just to see all the different friendships develop and towards the end of the year, they've now formed proper friendships and they go into their second year and third year. Like, i literally seen people from their first years till when they graduate. That's quite bizarre (laughs) but yeah I thought university was great I would do it all over again in the exact same way I would do it all over again but I'd probably study something something different yeah I'd do it all over again in the exact same way I wouldn't change anything it was brilliant so yeah good luck if you decide to go if not good luck with whatever you decide to do at the end of the day it's not the end of the world no like we said university will always be there always it's been there from the beginning of like 14th century i have no clue (laughs) the day oxford opened that's when we've had universities so yeah relax everything will be fine everything will be fine if we've missed any points about university please do let us know share your experiences with us Mm. have we said anything that you like that you disagreed with you can let us know on our social media at r2pence on instagram and twitter so that's o-u-r the number two p-e-n-c-e i've been vivian and i've been leah and this has been r2pence thank you so much for listening bye, bye. guys